Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast. Mornings with Taylor and Jen. It's ooh. Ooh? Ooh. No woo. Ooh. Not woo. Ooh. 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 <laughs> okay, I got it now. Ooh. 107.1. In the brief moments in the past few weeks when it was not raining, it's actually been pretty good bicycling weather. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, it hasn't been that hot. It's been it's been nice and cool, sometimes just a little bit of a breeze, but not enough that it's going to knock you off the bike. And so, Lindsay and I, we both have our bikes, and we were like, it's time to go hit the trails. Be honest with me. Who's the one that wants to go out and ride the bike? Usually it's Lindsay. But I once I get on the trail, I enjoy it. <laughs> Only problem is I have had a flat tire since, like, last year and just never got around to changing it. And so, How do you ride your bike on a flat tire? You don't. Oh, so what did you do? I finally broke down and I said, okay, I've got to go just just buy a tire for my bike and get it replaced. So I had to figure out what size I had. I had to go to the bike shop. But I didn't want to like bring my bike into the store and get it to fix it. I was like, I can do it myself. Really? It's, isn't it just a matter of like unscrewing things until something falls off and then you screw everything back on? You wanted to be handy? Yeah, I figured I could do it. Who are you and what have you done with Taylor? Yeah, well, when I got home, I realized, okay, first of all, it's the back tire that has to get replaced. And that's the one that has all the chains and stuff attached to it. Exactly. And so I started getting really nervous. But did you know there are all kinds of tutorials on YouTube about how to change the back tire on your bicycle? YouTube, of course. I think I might be of the age where I forget that everything you need to know in the world is on YouTube. So it's I will, really true. I know. I will stand around and call people and ask for help before I remember to go to YouTube. <laughs> so I got on YouTube and I found that not only could I change my own back tire, I could do it without any special tools. Really? Like, there are bike tools that you can get, but apparently in Australia, they're all about changing your back tire without tools because every single tutorial was somebody from Australia. Did you did you have a hard time with the accent at all? Or No, no, it was actually quite pleasant. I was going to say, <laughs> I'd listen to somebody talk to me about changing a back tire if they were speaking with an Australian accent. I mean, really, is there anything, anything that you can't learn how to do on YouTube? I mean, I'm sure if we dug hard enough, we'd find something. But, I mean, you can learn how to play an instrument on YouTube. I learned how to change out the back tire on my bike. So we just want to know, what did you learn from YouTube? We bought a house a couple years ago that uh, was built in 1912. Ooh, ooh. And so for two years, we have been doing some major demo and reconstruction. So we have learned how to install block windows, repair mortar, install a bathroom, everything about that and all of those things we've learned from youtube we both just sit down and i line up the the videos and we sit down (laughs) before we work on it and we watch them (laughs) you are so cool wow you're super cool (laughs) i'm impressed you i mean seriously now now let me just ask you one last thing i'll I'll let you go be cool have you wallpapered a bathroom with your husband ever um no we've done just about Everything else. I think that might be why you're still married, because yeah. I've heard <laughs> if you wallpaper a bathroom, that it can be very, very difficult on the relationship. Yeah, we've really maneuvered our way around it because men and women look at things totally different. No kidding! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Taylor fixed a back tire on his bicycle mm-hmm. using YouTube, which... And, and it, you got it right? I did, yeah. We, we went for like a 22-mile ride and nothing fell off my bike. It's <laughs> amazing. I was really worried for a little bit. That's really awesome. I mean, so that would be YouTube success. It was. All right, because 
I do have one story, one, mm-hmm. where I went to YouTube. Really? And it was a complete fail. What happened? Homecoming back, you know, way back this year. And uh, my son wants to go to his homecoming event with his pretty little girlfriend. And so he has a nice suit on and he comes upstairs and I could just, I, I oh, before it even came out of his mouth, I knew it was coming. Mom, can you help me with my tie? Oh, I'm like, boy. Benjamin. We- <laughs> We've already gone over this, Benjamin. <laughs> I don't. Back in the 80s, there was this brief amount of time where like, part of the fashion was that we girls would wear ties. Oh, yeah. But they weren't supposed to be right. It was just supposed to be kind of sloppy. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I ever learned how to tie a tie. And I'm not sending my kid off to he homecoming. Look like that, right? So Ben's like, well, just get on YouTube, mom. Oh, YouTube. Okay, I'll get on YouTube. Taylor, I tried 27 times, 50 (laughs) times, 177 times. Ben was sweating. I was sweating. Finally, knock, knock, knock on the door is his friend Nick, who was coming to pick up Ben to take him to their picture taking session. Mm -hmm. And I look at Nick, who's one of my drama students at Dwayne Christian, and I'm like, Nick? And he's like, yes, Jen. I said, is your dad going to be there at the pictures? And he's like, yes, Jen. I said, please have him tie Ben's tie. (laughs) I'm sitting over here feeling a little bit attacked. Because like this morning, you have been telling us all of the things that you've been able to do that you've learned from YouTube. Even Taylor here, who's not handy, <laughs> learned how to put a bicycle tire on from YouTube. Using and nothing but my hands. You can drywall. You can change cement block. You can put in windows. You can sh- you can fix dishwashers. I've heard of a, a gal building a house from stuff that she learned on YouTube. And I'm just over here saying I couldn't even learn how to tie a Windsor knot watching a YouTube video. I failed at YouTube. Well, Jen, Macy's here for you. Well, I called to tell Jen that she is not the only one who has ever failed doing a YouTube tutorial. Oh, really? yay. Do you have a YouTube fail? <laughs> I completely have a YouTube fail. Excellent. So a few years ago, arm knitting was all the craze. So I was like, I could totally do that. So I got all the materials, including... This yarn that is like the size of an anaconda snake from the Amazon. (laughs) Oh, the big, clunky, chunky yarn. Yes. Yeah, and it makes those really luxurious looking chunky blankets and baskets and stuff. Oh, I love them. Cuddly and beautiful. I was like, I can totally do that. Sure. I get the materials, I tie it to my arms, and I go for it. And then ended up tying my arms together. Oh, no. Once my children pick themselves up off the floor from laughing so hard, oh my word. they did eventually untie me, <laughs> and I never tried it again. Can I just get something off my chest? Yes. Okay. I just need to talk about this a little bit, because sometimes things are so disturbing, they just must be processed externally. <laughs> if you're a mom, there are times where you have to enter the danger zone. Normally, I don't go into the danger zone. Mm-hmm. I don't. And the danger zone is your teenage boy's bedroom. Yes, it's Ben's room. I thought that was just given. Yeah, this is Ben's room. But yeah, he, uh, mm, yeah, I don't go in there. And the door stays shut, so I don't have to look in there. However, he lost something. He couldn't find it. And he sent me in oh. to look for it because I was not, he was not at home. He sent you on a mission. So I had to go in. And I, I mean, I did not take this mission lightly. 
I almost walked away and said, no, can't do it, son. Sorry. But I just, oh, I just, I had to go in. I had to, I went in, I opened the door. I took a deep breath. I told myself, I'm not going to get angry. I'm not going to get angry. And I walk in and then I start opening drawers looking for said item. I never found the item. Oh, no. But I did find something else. What did you find? I found a plastic baggie inside one of his drawers. I think it was the, what, what started off as his sock drawer. And <laughs> inside of it was something green, slightly liquefied and Ugh. spongy. Ugh. And then I realized what it was or what it had been. It was a turkey and cheese sandwich. No! <laughs> And he put it in his sock drawer? Well, I mean, I think he just put the turkey sandwich. I mean, I think he... I don't know. Don't ask me to explain How do, why this. Do you put, why is that a sock drawer item? I don't know. Wow. I, there are so many things I don't know, Taylor. <laughs> I don't know. But all I know is once I found it, then I had to make a decision of what to do with it. Yeah. What did you do? <laughs> I, I picked it up by the corner <laughs> and I went outside and I threw it in the trash outside. Yeah. I yeah. would have just closed the drawer and been like, forgetting that. <laughs> I can't even explain to you the dread that, that <laughs> as, a, as a mom or dad, I'm sure, but as a mom, you feel when you realize that you have to go into your child's room and clean it. Because there's some messes that you don't even want to clean up. No. And there are just horror stories from bedrooms that we want to hear about. <laughs> Did you find something, Desiree? I have not only felt, but stepped. Okay, so, yeah. (laughs) Having your child, when you nicely, sternly encourage them to ensure that their room is clean, Uh to include picking up their laundry, and football season ended how many months? Ago. Oh no! Oh no! Don't tell us. Um. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is his bag still packed? His bag was still packed. <laughs> oh man. Oh my word! Did you open it? Oh. <laughs> and all he could do was laugh at me. <laughs> he didn't even warn me. He, he just thought it was funny, and I really all I could do was just give him the look. Okay, Steve, what was the mess that your wife found? So we have animal lovers in our house. Mm -hmm. They love to rescue animals and take care of animals. And we emptied the washing machine. And at the bottom of the washing machine was a well-spun, well-rinsed frog. Oh, no! (laughs) He had been in a pocket. He found his rainbow connection (laughs) at the end of the spin cycle. He did. He's there waiting for Kermit. You've had it happen because you probably look friendly. You've had a stranger come to you and say, hey, would you take a picture for us? And so that their group can get together and they need somebody to hold the phone and take the picture. It's like an unwritten law of humanity. You can't say no to that. Right. You have to say, sure, I'll take the picture. So we were in Savannah. We were outside at a beautiful park. There was an amazing monument and there was a group of women that were very obviously on like a friend's vacation together Mm -hmm. because they all had matching shirts with their own names on them. Oh, that's awesome. So definitely like a trip that they had planned on taking for a while. They even had t-shirts made up. They asked my sister and me if we would take a picture. And I said, sure. So they got gathered together in front of the monument. I took the picture and I handed the phone back thinking that it would be like every other time this has ever happened where the person says thank you and walks away. Mm -hmm. Not this group of gals. No. They looked at it and they go, oh, yeah, this isn't very good. 
Oh, it wasn't my picture taking ability, which is questionable at best. She said, oh, no, it's just really too dark. Oh, she said, it's just really not a good place. And my sister was like, yeah, I was going to tell you, I think really you should go to the other side of the monument. So we all like gather our stuff and we traipse around to the other side of the monument. And I proceed to become like the photographer in a session with this group of gals. I'm like, and I'm taking all these pictures of them and they're taking their phone back and they're going, oh, this is a good one. Oh, yeah. No, not. Oh, yeah. This one's a good one, too. Could you stand on that bench? Oh, my and I'm goodness. Like, How friendly do I look? <laughs> but I've never had anybody like break the rules. That's kind of a photo crime, because I feel like the other basic human interaction is after a stranger takes your picture, you walk away and say, oh, this is not a great picture. But I guess it's our memory now. You love them, of Mm -hmm. course, but you probably have a member of your family or maybe it's you that commits photography crimes. And we want to hear about those photography crimes. My mom took beautiful pictures of the four of us children. Mm hmm. Only problem is there were five of us kids. Oh! <laughs> oh, no. It would either be the top, the side, the bottom. Somehow she managed to cut one of us children out every time. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> There's too many of you. Yeah, it's genetic. Because we went to California to visit my great aunt, and we were looking through her photo albums, and my great aunt did the same thing, and she put her pictures in the photo album. <laughs> Well, just because one kid didn't make it doesn't mean we can't celebrate the memory. Still a good photo. The others look pretty good. They probably are in your family. You've seen them committing photo crimes. Okay, so do you have an example of a photo criminal in your family? Well, yeah, I have an uncle who oh, is a regular uncle. offender. He leaves his evidence at the scene of the crime every time. Every he, time. he has an MO. He does. You know if he was the one who took the photo because... He'll take the family photos and he'll get really focused on like the middle row of everybody. Because, you know, the family, you try to stand in rises and rows. He gets really focused on the middle row to the point that if you're in the top row, you will only be seen from the nose down. (laughs) The 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 photo cuts off like halfway through the middle of your head without fail. You knew if Uncle Tim took the photo because you're missing the top of your head in that picture. You know what happens. The whole family is together, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, somebody says, let's take a picture, and oh, everybody's like, oh, no. And the person who gets a hold of the camera <sighs> may commit a photo crime. They may say something to get you to smile that is just bizarre. You got something like that, Rodney? My uncle lived in a Swedish community, and um, he was not Swedish. And he would say, you know how you get Swedes to say cheese? Who's the caca? And... <laughs> And the look on a person's face when they're saying ooze is just not the best. (laughs) What does that word mean? It's a Swedish dessert. Okay. I mean, it got me to smile. Say it again. Oostakaka. I love it. (laughs) Oostakaka. It's ooh. Ooh? Ooh. No woo. Not woo. Ooh. 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 (laughs) Ooh. Okay, I got it now. Ooh. Ooh, like icky ooh. The employer probably told your parents about like a 401k and vacation time and salary, all those sorts of benefits. But as a kid, 
you had your own set of perks from your parents' jobs. Yeah, you hear the conversations on the playground, whatever. Well, my dad does this, and mm-hmm. my mom does this, and we get this because my mom does that. I was the son of a football coach. Yes, you were. And my perk was not that I got to be the starting quarterback. <laughs> you never did get to be the cor- starting quarterback, no. no, did no. you? No. Nope. I, I, I was only on varsity for a hot minute there. <laughs> Didn't work out for me. But the perk that I did get... This was in the days where uh, you would watch a film from the previous game on a big old projector screen. Yeah. Like they'd load in the tape and they'd show it up on the wall. You know where that would go on my birthday? The projector? The projector would come to my house and we would hook up the Nintendo and we would play video games on the big screen. With a projector? (laughs) Semi-stolen from the coach's office. Semi-stolen. It was okay. The the head coach took it home, so it was okay. <laughs> so it wasn't that your dad was a football coach. It was that your dad had access to a projector. He had a projector. <laughs> it was cool. So, Marie, did you have perks from your parents' job? I don't know if you guys remember because it's been closed for years, but Archway Bakery. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, was a really, really big thing. Well, my dad worked in Boone, and so if the packages were wrong or the wrong cookies or, you know, you couldn't send them out and sell them. No. So my dad would bring the cookies home. Yes, he did. Oh. And, oh. and if he had too many cookies, he would take them to our pastor or youth pastor or someone who had done kindness to us. He would take like a big paper bag and take them like 15 packs of cookies. <laughs> that is so awesome. So. Did you ever get tired of Archway cookies? No, I never got tired of them. I, he used to work for an ice cream company way before I was born and I was like, why couldn't you have done both at the same time? <laughs> we could have had ice cream and cookies. I was like, that would have been the best of both worlds. Frank, were there perks to your mom's job? My mom worked in a little restaurant in the, uh, called Foster's in California and she learned to cook the best eggs. And you don't hear people say, let me have basted eggs. But she learned how to do basted eggs, which were just eggs just flipped lightly in butter. And that's how she cooked them all the Mm. time for us. And then she introduced me to poached eggs. I didn't know what those were. And I seen her cooking them in the pot. And I thought, wow, that doesn't look very desirable. So I said, well, what is that? And she told me, that's poached eggs, honey. Let's try it. She always said, don't knock it before you try it. Mm -hmm. So she cut up the little eggs on top of the toast. I was so amazed by the taste of the poached eggs on toast that it's been one of my favorites all my life. Yeah. I mean, Mm. it never hurts when your mom learns how to cook even better at her job. Yeah. Oh, man. That makes me want eggs. Just nothing but eggs. Taylor. What? No matter what we talk about, you end up wanting to eat it. You're not wrong. I mean, earlier today we talked about cookies. Oh, you I wanted could go, go for a cookie. And then we talked about ice cream. And then you brought up Anderson Erickson milk. So, <sighs> I'm just hungry. Just food. I just want to eat something. Just food. I just want to eat. <laughs> All right. So what were the perks from your parents' job? When I was about nine years old, we moved to Des Moines because my dad took a job at a really big insurance company downtown, and he was the first one to go to school for IBM to learn how to run the big, huge computers, the kind that was the size of a big, huge room. Right. And late at night, he would work sometimes trying to get it up online, and I got to go in and run the punch cards through those machines. Those <laughs> yeah! Oh, man. The first time I went in there, my dad said, here, put these in here, and then hurry and run inside where it was really cold in the mainframe room and 
And as soon as I got in there, the song Snoopy and the Red Baron was playing on the computer. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. So, yeah, that was kind of a perk for me. That was fun. The Taylor and Jen Podcast is a product of Northwestern Media, a ministry of the University of Northwestern in St. Paul. You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at life1071.com or on the Life 107.1 app.